lot of the Mephorshim point out that Sarah Beteves does follow uh, Hanukkah. So uh, it's not by coincidence that it says that when the Yivonim foretranslate the Torah into Yivonis, into Greek, so three days of darkness descended to the world. That was on Ches Teves. Okay, so that's Ches, Tes, and Yud. Teves was three days of darkness descended into the world. Now, um, well, what, what's interesting is that already we had, um, it seems perhaps coincidental, that we had a reason for the world to be dark on Asara Beteves. That was a long time, bef- much before the Greek, uh, the Greeks forced us to translate the Torah into Yivonis, uh, which um, happened obviously under the you know, d- during the Second Temple period, right? Early Second Temple period. Um, the first tragedy that befell Israel was on actually Asara Beteves, which was. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Bavel, besieging Yerushalayim. Um, <clears throat> the Gemara Megillah says that the, the uh, another tragedy befell Klausrel, that was on the ninth of Teves, and that was the Ptira. Apologies, the, the, the Gemara in, in, in Megillah seems to identify Ezra as being Malachi, right? But we say in, we say in the Slichus, we say that on the ninth of Teves, uh, Ezra Sofer passed away. Okay, that's uh, and Ezra, he is Malachi, the prophet Malachi. Okay, so we have, so we have, um, which obviously happened after already the Churim Beis Hamikdash. Ezra rebuilt. Ezra was one of those that rebuilt the second Beis Hamikdash. So we have Nebuchadnezzar besieging Yerushalayim. That was the first event. That's on the tenth of Teves. Then uh, after the Churim Beis Hamikdash, and after the exile to Bavel, and after the whole Purim story, then we're Zohar to come back to Eretz Yisrael to rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. That's under Ezra Cipher. Then he passes away. That's the ninth of Teves. Then after that. The, the the Greeks take over and and and, uh, and then sometime after that uh, they forced us to translate the Torah into Yevonis and that's the Chastavis the eighth of Tavis okay so those are the three sorrows those are the three uh, darknesses that befell the Jewish people during those days but what's interesting is that the when when the um, when the Megillus Tainus says that we were forced to translate the Torah, so <coughs> uh, it was insufficient. You can't translate the infinite Torah into Yivonis. So Shilon it didn't bring across the full power of the Torah, the greatness of the Torah, and uh, and therefore and therefore uh, three days of darkness descended into the world. Has Tess and Yud, which Tess and Yud seemingly until now didn't have that darkness, even though already we had Nebuchadnezzar besieging Yerushalayim on the 10th of Teves, which already in Yeshayahu is described as, um, you know, a, a, a day of, 
Sorry, not Yeshayahu. Um, I think it's Yirmiyahu. That uh, uh, David is going to be a fast. And then we have the, the Petir of Ezra, Cypher. So far, though, no darkness in those days. Only on the 8th, that's what I want to talk about, that's what I want to focus on. Only on the 8th of Tevez, when we're forced to, to translate the Torah into Yivonis, now three days of darkness comes into the world. What, what's going on? Okay? What does this mean? Okay. So, that's question number one. Now, let's first, let's first discuss each one of these three tragedies independently. So, the besieging of Yerushalayim. It's hard for us to relate to exactly the tragedy. Tishubov, we understand. Base Hamidish was destroyed. Right? That's, we can relate to that. That's, that's direct. Right? Shvaser Batamus, we can kind of relate to also. They breached the walls. Listen, three weeks later, they destroyed the base Hamidish. I mean, once the enemy breaches the walls, they start murdering the population. Right? You maybe make a little holdout in the temple for a little bit. And, but uh, that's it. It's the beginning of the end. Also, the besieging of Yerushalayim, I mean, listen, um, it carries some sort of a significance in military strategy, I guess, once you once you, you know, encircle a city, but we had Sanheirev encircled Yerushalayim, right? And, the, and Hashem struck that whole army, and a heavenly angel came, struck the army, they, they all, they all uh, died, and uh, it was a, a miraculous salvation, and that's it. I mean, nothing. So, when you have for when Nebuchadnezzar breaches the walls, which is on Shvaser Batamus. When you have when he destroys the Bish Amidish, Tishabov, what is the what is the tremendous significance of the encircling of Yerushalayim? Moshe has an answer. Okay. But st- I would still say that seeing the breaching of the walls is the beginning of the end. Uh, okay, so maybe we should maybe we should uh, maybe we should uh, have a fast day for the day that Nebuchadnezzar set out with his armies towards you know, t- towards towards Eretz You know what I mean? It, this, or when he won the one when he crossed the Jordan, when he won the big battle. I mean, there was many steps along the way. Another one for of, his birthday. What? Another one for his birthday. Another one for his birthday. The day he was born. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, I hear, I hear. Okay, so that's, um, I'm not saying it's impossible to understand it, uh, but perhaps we can understand it in a, in a in a more powerful way and in a way that will be extremely relevant to our lives today. I just want to say that because uh, in the siege of Nebuchadnezzar, that was when the, the Jews began to kill they had to kill the Jews in the city. And that was, that was the, the whole thing that they wouldn't that they would try to leave. The, the Jews would strike down the Jews. So it was, the, it was um, what, like, what, you, in in the siege of Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. So I think different than the siege of Sanhedrin. That Sanhedrin they received because the Jews were unified. But here with Nebuchadnezzar, the Jews were mamish killing other Jews inside the city. So that's like. When the Jews are united, there's what to stand on. That's why there's no. Uh, you're not confusing. You're not confusing this with the destruction of the second base of Middash. You're not thinking of, of uh, when Vespasian uh, encircled Jerusalem. I'm concerned you are you, the, the, with the Josephus, with all the wars, with all the infighting and everything. I think that's what you're thinking of, perhaps. Okay, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not aware of, of of significant infighting with Nebuchadnezzar. So. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the 
We have to understand something like this. We have to, first of all, the Pasuk says, Kimitziyam Tetzis Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. Okay? It's not just a nice thing we say. I mean, every time we open the, you know, the, the, the Arna Kodesh, right? Is, uh, it's, what are we saying over there? What, what's the concept? Right? Just like a person has a head, which is fundamentally different from his from his body, it's, it's, it's totally different. But uh, it's so different that it's not a part of the body, right? It's separate. It's on this thin little stick. Right? But um, the thoughts, the Torah that is in the head, doesn't just stay in the head, but rather it comes out into the body and it transforms our actions. It transforms who we are. Okay, so with Klausrel, and the truth is with the entire world, <coughs> the source from where spirituality emanates and goes out into the rest of the world is Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is supposed to be a place, the, the Ramban says, the three wells that Yitzhak dug, that the Plishtim fall with him on the first two, those he called uh, Asek, Sitna, but then the third one he called Rechavos. Broad, open, wide. No, 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 no tightness, no conflict, no anything. The Ramban says those, those correspond to the three Vatay Migdash. Uh, the first one was, uh, was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar, that's Asin. second one is Sitna, the, the local, the, 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 the people that were trying to incite the Persian kings against Ezra and Nehemiah for trying to build the same base in English. It's called Igor Sitna. They wrote hatred letters, letters of hatred. That's the second base of Migdish. There was still conflict fight. The third base of Migdish is supposed to, it's, it's a Bechina of Rechavos, of, of, of open, of broad. Of, the base of Migdish is a place where, where there's not, uh, where, where there's not a constriction. It's supposed to be a place that's flowing, that's open, that, that's, that the Torah is, that, that is being generated in Yerushalayim, the Kedusha of the Beis Hamikdash is not meant to be contained for the residents of Yerushalayim. It's meant to be transformational for the, for, for the greater Eretz Yisrael and really for the entire world. Yeah? So what happens when you encircle Yerushalayim, for, it's not even about what will ultimately happen. Right? Yerushalayim in the state of being the tzumtzum, of being closed up, it's not the same Yerushalayim anymore. Right? If, if, if you're allowed to think whatever you want, you're allowed to learn Torah whatever you want, but, you, but, but it cannot impact your actions. It cannot go out and transform the world around. You cannot go out and change your life. That itself is a tremendous hurban already. That is the that is the encircling of Yerushalayim. Okay. Notice what we're saying is here: it's not the Torah itself that's being learned in Yerushalayim didn't necessarily change, but what changed is the transformation that that Torah causes to the rest of the country, which would be analogy uh, analogous to a body, the body that is most meant to do actions, is meant to have refined needles, is meant to be. Gomel Chasadim, that's meant to do things, do mitzvahs, that's not going to be happening anymore because now it's cut off from Yerushalayim. Okay? On the 9th of... 
um, how does that vibe with the Yerushalayim being a wall city? I mean, that's that's perfectly fine because you, because you're psachim, right? Your your brain again, your mind, if it were to be stuck somewhere in your chest, right? You you wouldn't be able to think clear. You know why? Impacted by, the by all the noise, right? All the hormones. You know how loud those things are, right? The, I mean, you know, teenage boys. Pardon my saying, right? They have a difficult time. Uh, they have a difficult time thinking because the hormones can be sometimes so loud, right? But uh, so, so. But the good news is that, right? Yeah, put on a nice tie, right? You gotta have your space. You gotta have your space, right? Again, we want. We want that it should be a Pesach, right? There should be, you could open up the gates, send out the Torah, right? But it shouldn't be a Pirza, right? If it's a Pirza, then you, then you can't then you can have that tranquility of mind to sit and think deeply. So just like with us, the, the mind, the brain is separate from the rest of the body, but there's a connection. So too, that's Yerushalayim with the rest of the country. Mason Mingdish is like a, as you said, a generator or like a supercharged conduit to be able to bring out Torah and Shefa and Bracha to the world. That's right. We're, we, we, when we learn, we're bringing that down anyway. Because That's right. It's like a, a supercharged way to be able to bring it out. Yeah. But uh, when you say we bring it out anyway, we hope we are, but uh, it, it could be there's some lacks in that. Right. Which is what we're going to okay. talk about. But, and obviously everything is a microcosm, macrocosm. How much can we do that? When there is not a Yerushalayim Habnuya, a built-up Yerushalayim with a base Hamikdash, which is doing that on a, on, a, on a bigger level, right? It's it's uh, we we know obviously that that the Mishkan or, or the or the base Hamikdash is really uh, a reflection of the sum total of all the minds and hearts of of, of the entire Jewish people. So. Um, if it's not yet built up, it means that there's some that, that, that we are not we're not there, right? Okay, so that's that's the tenth of Tavis. Now the ninth of Tavis. What happened the ninth of Tavis? So first of all, I, I already told you guys that Ezra Soifer was Nifter. Again, this, this is in, oh, this is in chronological order right now. Yeah, Ezra Soifer was Nifter. Now Ezra Soifer was a very big tzaddik, right? But there's a lot of tzaddikim that have passed away. Lots of very chashva yartzeits. In fact, they're you know. There's some uh, people that look up the yard site. I mean, basically, like almost a day doesn't go by that you, you, you can't find some hush of a yard site, right? I, oh, you know, he was, okay, fine, but I can't, you know, what am I supposed to do <laughs> every day? So, that's, that's like the thing, that like the, the, the uh, you know, the ninth of Tavis, that's the whole, like, a big tzaddik as I saw ever passed away, right? So, once we get an insight, no, no, no. He was the last of the prophets. Malachi was the last prophet. With the Ptira of Ezra, prophecy left the Jewish people. There's no more Nevoah. Now, if we understand, what is Nevoah? What is Nevoah? What's prophecy? Prophecy is a absolutely real experience of the divine. Right? Like what we would call in Hebrew, Hasaga. Being there, not just knowing about Hashem, not just you know being aware that there is such a thing, but actually experiencing, right? Uh, a prophet is called a roy, a seer. He sees, he sees it. 
The Jewish people lost that as a nation. We lost that uh, with the Ptir with the of Ezra. Now, the, the Gemara also says, the, the Gemara says, the ninth, it's Yudua. It's Yudua what happened. Just leaves it like that. It's, it's known what happened. Some of the Mephorshim point out that w- the, the Gemara is referring to the birth of Yeshu. Yeshu Hanotri. Не Христос, не Христос. Только Иисус. Jesus, not Christ. Yes. In case anybody doesn't know, right? The, the word Christ means Mashiach. So. What? Ludaith. Yeah. What is, that means in English or what is it? Latin? Latin. Latin. Yeah. Latin. Yeah. Latin. So, uh, yeah. So, 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 so we say Yeshu Hanotri. Um, so he was born on the on the ninth. Um, again, their dates are all you know. They don't know when he was born. I'm saying the guy. According to me, this is uh, this is a Gemara in Megillah, I believe. Now, on this day, the the thing happened. Everyone, you know, you know what it is. No, but according to who that he was born the night, like, who says like in oh, their us. Bible? Us, or? no, according to us, uh-huh. us. This is our, our Masora. Yeah. Now, it happens to be interesting co- coincidence between Ezra passing. Well, obviously, it was many many years apart, but uh, but but it was on the same day because really it it symbolizes the same thing. Ezra was the last remnant of what a Jew can have a true vision of the greatness, of the grandeur, of the awesomeness of Hashem. He was the last prophet. That was lost. Not bad that that was lost, but in that same Bechina, uh, in, in, in Lashon HaKodesh, um, the term for idols is Elilim. Elilim is a diminutive of the name kale, right? Just like eights is a tree and osits is a um, is a flower pot, uh, a, a, potted, a potted plant, osits, right? It's a miniature, it's a little tree. So uh, kale is God and elilim is Little, little diminutive guys, little, little guys. Yeah. So, what's the point? The point is when a man can't relate to the perfect, infinite, um, absolute existence of God. So, what he does is he just grabs a little piece from there, whatever, to, to wherever his reach, uh, hand reaches, and grabs and pulls it down, and makes himself a little, a little fake version of it, which looks like a man, right? So instead of a man striving to express his tzelemelukim, instead of a man elevating himself to the level of a prophet, and being like God... They ended up doing the opposite. Once that was closed, so they will go the other way. We'll just take God and make him look like a man. So it's it's a contraction, it's a constriction on the Tzalem Elohim.
instead of understanding the greatness of Tzalem Elohim, we diminished it to the point that we could that we, that we could have it in our pocket. Um, Notice this now we're not talking about fundamentally with the passing of Ezra, we're not talking about a change in action, which like we spoke about with the encircling of Yerushalayim, where now the mind is not able to impact the actions anymore. What we're talking about now is a vision. Who am I? What am I going for? Right? What you know, what can I strive to become? And if if once upon a time we learned this in, in Der Hashem, is that is that there, there were people who were called Nevi'im. There were other people that were called Bnei Nevi'im. Does anyone know who the Bnei Nevi'im were? You're not allowed to answer. Who are the Bnei Nevi'im? The Talmudim of the Nevi'im. They have schools where people would go and train to become a Navi, to become a prophet. And the Kuzri says this is a unique thing. I mean, the Kuzri, everybody says it, but uh, amongst the Jewish people, this is not something that is accessible to other people. It's, it's a faculty of our unique, great spiritual uh, souls that we have, that we can become that. How, how many of us walk around thinking, I have inside of me something, maybe currently the circumstances don't allow, don't allow for it, but I have in me something that would actually allow me to be a prophet, to, to have direct communication, to have direct experience of the divine. Can you imagine if we walked around with that, with that consciousness, with that, with that awareness, how we, how we would conduct ourselves, what life, what the priorities of life would be? Right. So that vision was lost with the passing of Ezra, and and Litzareno Gadol it was replaced by diminishing, not, not only for uh, giving up our own greatness and striving for Tzalem Elohim, but even but diminishing Tzalem Elohim to the point that it looks like us. Okay. Um, oh, uh, Megillus Tainus. Someone asked here who, uh, where it says that it was Yeshua Notes. Megillus Tainus. Okay. Apologize. Okay. Um, that's the second one. And now, the Torah. The Torah is Dvar Hashem. How does a person understand that? The, the, the Ratzon Hashem, the, the divine will, the same way that, that God is infinite and perfect beyond anything that we can grasp, so too His will is that. And yet, somehow, in fact, the morale in Tiferes Yisrael, as Hashem will get there, uh, says that from all the miracles that Hashem did, he took a, you know, the ten Makis in Mitzrayim, right? Culminating in the Makis Bechoros, right? Then that was trumped by Kriyas Yamsu. Then that was, that's uh, on a close level down here in the Tachtonim. Then that was even greater than that was the stopping of the sun in, in, uh, in Mid. Then even greater than that was the, was the month. And the greatest of all is that the divine will should be here in this world. Should somehow, how? how it's, it's a ruha mina aretz of a rukhaba mina yam. The Torah is uh, longer than the entirety of the land and, and, and broader than the entirety of the sea. How can this world contain it? Right? That's the awesome Gemara with Moshe Rabbeinu saying, no, I can't, I can't, I can't have it. It's not here. You can't fit. You can't fit down here, right? And yet it did. That's, that's what Hashem did, right? That's what we have. And then, it's the same. It's constricted. It's diminished. 
Similar to what we just spoke about earlier, the, 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 the vision of God from the vision that Ezra had is diminished to an to an allele to a to a to a to a, to, to a, uh, you know, a guy hanging uh, you know in a gymnastic position, right? D- diminished so much. So was born by from a woman from from fresh and blood, right? So too on on that level now not talking about the image of God, but talking about His will, His expressed will, the Torah is now brought down from that endless, endless sea where, where a person, where Rabbi Akiva Darshan, the tilly the, the crowns of the crowns, and you learned out from them thousands of halachas, right, that the Torah is endless, that it's brought down to being translated as another book and stored in the library of Alexandria, in a library, with other books. That's the symptom, okay? Now, I asked you guys in the beginning, we, we, we discussed. Okay, so the terrible tragedy happened on Sarabatavis. No darkness came down to the world yet. Terrible tragedy happened on, on Testavis. No darkness came into the world. On Testavis, the Torah was translated to Yuvonis. That day was as difficult for us, says Kazal, as, as the day of the Cheta Eagle. Yeah? And three days of darkness came down to the world. My high, what, what, what's going on? Why three days of darkness? Now, all of a sudden. So, there's, 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 a, there's an awesome Gemara in Tainus, on Daftas Samudal. The Gemara says that we had three shepherds guiding us through the desert. Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. And in the merit of those three, Sadiqim and Sadekis, we had the three things. We had Mon in the merit of Moshe, we had the Ananiya covered in the merit of Aaron, and we had the Be'er Shalmir, the, the well, the traveling well in the merit of Miriam. So Gemara says that when Miriam passed away, the Be'er disappeared. And the Jewish people cried out, they had no water. And what happened? It came back, the well came back in the merit of Moshe and Aaron. Then when Aaron passed away, the Ananiya covered disappeared. That's when, the, that's when we were attacked by the Canaanites. Yeah? And then what happened? It came back in the merit of Moshe. Which means that ultimately in the merit of Moshe, you had the man and the covered and the bear, all in the merit of Moshe. So the obvious question is, so wait a second, so if it's all in the merit of Moshe, you can have all three. So make it easy that the entire time that we're in the desert, the three were coming from, from Aaron and Miriam. Just, just have the whole thing come from Moshe. He's that great. Answer is the each the mission perkiavo says the world stands on three pillars. Al shlosha dvarim haolam omed al Torah al avodah al gmilus kasatim. Torah, divine service, and acts of kindness, mitzvahs. Each one of the three shepherds represented one of those three pillars. Moshe represented. Torah, very good, okay. Aaron um, represented the Avoda, and okay, for the hardest one, <laughs> okay, very good. We represent Gmilus Kasadim, okay. So now um, we can talk about why, why each one, why the bear, why the, why the other color. But the point is like this: so um, that's the natural Miriam naturally through her Gmilus Kasadim. She was, 
she was uh, poor. She was the she was you know, playing with the children. She was making them pretty and nice when they would be born, and and, and uh, that's a, that's an act of gemilus chasadim. She was right. So so that's why the, so the bear was was in her was in her schus. So so how did they come back in the schus of Moshe ultimately? Moshe's Torah. The answer is that the Torah has everything in it. Really, to a certain extent, all three pillars can be bidiyevit found inside the Torah. Look at here, you have all three independent. Yeah? But the truth is that Moshe can do it all. Moshe can be the, the, he can be the coin Gadol, right? He can, he, he, he can bring back the water. He can do all three. But it's not as natural. So then, it comes out like this. We said that when Yerushalayim was besieged, we lost that the mind, Yerushalayim, impacts the body, the actions. Right? The rest of Eretz Yisrael, the rest of the Yidin, in the rest of the country, didn't have any more communication with, 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 with the Beis HaMikdash, with the Talmud HaKadim, with the Melech, with everybody that was in Yerushalayim. The head was cut off from the body. So the body can't do the mitzvahs. It can't do the good things. Now, in Yerushalayim, it's still fine. They're learning, there's, uh, there's a vote happening in the basement, lots of good things. But it can't go out into the body, it can't cause the body to be elevated, to be uplifted, to, to do those acts of Gminos Kasadim. Yeah? So that's a loss, that was a loss of the, of the, of the, of the pillar of, of, of Gminos Kasadim. Of, so to speak, Miriam. Right? Okay, so that was, a, that was, that was one thing. But with the clouds, you can still keep on chugging along. Right? Then on the test of Teves, Ezra passed away. Ezra was a person who experienced the divine. Right? And, that, and, and we lost that. And instead, Klausel got an allele. A little, what's it called in Yiddish? A, a, a chapter? A, a getchka, right? A little, a little getchka, right? <laughs> so that is a kilkul of the, of the Amud of Avoda. The relationship to Hashem is now totally different. Okay? There's still what you could be getting. You could still... The, it's only with the symptom of the Torah, which has been holding up now, this one pillar is holding up everything. Yeah, and with the translation of the Torah into Yevonis, with the, with the tremendous constriction, with the tremendous minimization and loss of the of the greatness of the Torah, the infinite infinite greatness of the Torah. So then, not only is there a darkness on the eighth day where the Torah is translated, but the darkness for all three days come down, because because now with the with the with the, with the loss of Moshe Rabbeinu, so we lose the. We lose the Be'er Shalmiriam, and we lose the Nanakavat, and we lose the Mon. We lose all three of them simultaneously. Those three days of darkness came down. That's the... Um, that's, that's, what, that's what happened to us on these three days. And it's a tremendous, tremendous thing. Now if we take a look, we take a look at ourselves where we are we are living in a world where people feel a tremendous disconnect between the learning that they do and the lives they live outside the base midrash 
right? The you can have. I'm not talking about the extreme cases where a person learns Torah and then afterwards acts in opposition to it, where where the learning of Torah does not, you know, the person is, is dishonest in business or or uh, or, or, or anything like that. Um, even if he's a fundamentally a good person, but it the learning that he does does not transform the rest of his day. He's not living out the learning that he's doing. Which one of the three is that? What? No. Right. I mean, Yerushalayim has been circled. means you're learning. You're learning good. Right? But it's not impacting your actions. It's not transforming your day. Right? When you leave the base midrash and you go to school, to work, whatever it is, right? It's, it's not, it's not, people are not saying, wow, look at that, that's a Bentora. That's unbelievable. Look at the, look at how he conducts himself. Everything is in, is, is in accordance with the, with the, with the divine will. Because of the Torah that he learned. Right? Actions, your actions, the world of actions, where your Torah comes out into the world of actions. So if your Yerushalayim is encircled by Nebuchadnezzar, it's cut off. Your space connect. You're learning, learning, learning. Lots of knowledge in the head, but it's not impacting the. But it's not impacting the actions. It's not, it's not changing the person. Yeah. The photo was also in Yerushalayim. Uh, the avodah the, the took place in the base of Midrash, yeah. So why do we say that was also cut off? Because the avodah is still happening. Torah is still happening, but we're saying that avodah doesn't. With the with the loss of the last, pro- I mean, once the prophet, once the prophet, the, the the prophecy ceased. People, whoever was not alive during times of, of, of the first base of Midrash, couldn't be a prophet. Right, so it, it was connected to the base of Midrash, but if you were there, even you could even have uh, nevuah, even the chutzlarts. Yecheskel had nevuah, Yirmiyahu had had nevuah, even the chutzlarts. Yeah. So uh, uh, and and even after the Chor Midrash, you, you can still have nevuah. Yeah. The, the relationship to Hashem then is there. Yeah. So the as far as our vision of who we are. We said, if a person walked around with the, with the understanding, if, if you ever saw a prophet once, yeah, you understand that in potential this is also me. That's a world we can't imagine. The opposite of which is, we live in a world where even, Rahman uh, we're impacted by the, the, the holiday season, we are impacted by them. Right? We are impacted, and, and the vision of of God, of Hashem, is itself diminished. So how much more so that we're made in Salam that we can't appreciate what that means? Who are you? How great? How great are you? We can't. We don't. We don't value that. We don't understand that. Right. And therefore, a person's self-esteem is is like worthless. Like the Yitzhar just has to say to you, like, who are you? You're a piece of garbage. The Nefesh Chaim says that if a person understood his greatness, his spiritual greatness, the powers that lie inside. The, what he can do through the doing of mitzvahs, learning the Torah, everything. If you, if you understood that, the Yitzhak could never get you to to do any avera to take one little step back. We, we understand, like, this is like, the whole world is riding on every action that you're doing, right? Like, you're like the superstar. You're the, 
you're the you're the in the in the Super Bowl in the last moments like you know, like this is the most important every every time we do something it's like that that's that's what he says so but we, we don't and that lack of self esteem is is comes out of the of the ninth of tapings and then finally is people don't even appreciate the Torah that they learn forget about it impacting and going out into his life and but even at the time he's learning it's superficial. How many pages did I turn today? How many? Uh, what am I finishing the Masechta already? Uh, what? Is, what is this? A, uh, a phone book? Looking at the flip pages, right? It's it's the infinite Torah. It's it is the Word of God, right? This is awesome. When you're learning, it has to be awesome. It has to be, you know, mind blowing. That's that's if it's not been translated to Yevonis. But if you read it. <laughs> then that's it. Forget it. It's it's this time same. Flipping pages. Yeah, and then you do that long enough, and then you're done. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But but he whatever it is, right? Okay. People are, people are doing what they can. But the point is, but the point is. That the Torah itself has to be infinite, right? So those, are, so the people, not appreciating their jobs, not appreciating their interactions with their wives, with their friends, whatever it is, because they can't carry their Torah out into the world. It's Aleph, base, lack of self-esteem, lack of knowing your own greatness. Two and three is lack of appreciation for the awesomeness of the Torah itself. Those are the three challenges. So, what can we do? Obviously, we live in the world that we live in. But we certainly can work on these three things. That when a person sits down to learn, he realizes, what is this that I'm about to learn? What is this that I'm about to do? Before you go up to Davin, to think to yourself, I have in my soul an ability to connect to the infinite. And before I leave the base Midrash, to say, how am I going to take my learning out into the world? Hashem, we should be zocha to learn Torah deeply, to experience closeness to Hashem, and to carry that out, to make a Kiddush Hashem in the world. Hashem will be zocha to see the being in Beis Amitish, Amen.